Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to a Morph Monday episode of Shuffleware. And yeah, morph with me, morph for the year, morph into a rat, and morph into a bear, morph with me just for today, maybe tomorrow the bad show will take you away. Dream on, dream on, dream on, dream until the dream come true. I'm Em. I'm Aerosmith. I'm Anna. <laughs> this week on Shelf Aware, we read Animorph's book number 48, The Return, by K.A. Applegate. And I think Kate Hart, what's her name? Can't remember. Let me look it up. Uh, <laughs> Lisa Harkrader. What was I thinking? Harkrader? Hark Harkrader? Lisa. Lisa, thank you. Have we had any other ones by her? I think so, I want to say. Uh, let's Google it real quick. Let's do our let's do our research live on air. As we always do. <laughs> oh, no, this is our first Lisa. Okay. No, okay. 44 was our first. Wait, this is wrong. What? Sorry. The Wikip- the Seropedia has her listed as the ghostwriter for 44, 49, and 51. And they have Kimberly Morris listed as the ghostwriter for 48. Hold on, let me go to the actual book for 48. On the Seropedia, she's listed as the author for the Cassie in Australia book. Okay. Um, Am I in the wrong book? The Return. Um, the Return. No, the book definitely says the author wishes to thank Lisa Harkrader, so... Okay, Wikipedia also says that Kimberly Morris is the ghostwriter. Huh, weird. Due to an editorial oversight, Lisa Harkrader was mistakenly credited oh, with writing the book. Mm. Interesting, interesting. So... Oh, I just read a sad fact in the next sentence. Uh-oh. The last book fully narrated by Rachel. Oh. <laughs> well, well, we knew... It would come one of these days. I guess that is true. We won't, because we're not trying not to spoil stuff, we won't know when the last yeah. book for each character is until we get to it, I guess, or until we, after we get to it, when we don't have another one from their perspective, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. We won't know until they're gone. It's like how one day your parents put you down and never picked you up again. Yeah. Yeah, just they, like that. They paved paradise, put up a parking lot. Um <laughs> closing time what did you think of this book uh it was bad <laughs> okay I'm so glad you said that because I feel like I just from a brief like I because I did google some stuff about the ghostwriters um mm-hmm. and it led me to like uh, a, a subreddit or sorry a post on reddit and the animorph subreddit that was like this book everyone seemed to really like this book huh. and I was like why? Like, it presents some interesting ideas, but it is so fucking repetitive and confusing. Yes. That I just, I didn't, I didn't care for it. I appreciated what it was tr- trying to do, mm-hmm. but I also didn't because I feel like we've seen all of the, like, again, they're just repeating the same fucking moral arguments over and over. Oh, is it bad that Rachel likes punching things? Who knows? Who can say? Okay, we get it. Like... <laughs> I do I do like that this book eventually came to like Rachel having some sort of acceptance which I think was missing from the first time we talked about this Mm -hmm. was at the end of the David trilogy where she was like 
she was saying that like, why can't you accept me for who I am? But now that this one is kind of like, why can't I accept me for who I am? Or what is, what is going on with me internally that is like making me feel guilt or anger or whatever towards the others? Uh-huh. Um, I don't think she like, she, I don't think she had like a solution for herself, but she self-actualized, I guess, which. Yeah. I think the thing <laughs> with this book, I like the David of it, right? Yes, I like David. But I don't like all of the hijinks that go around to bring David back and to put... Like, mm. if it was just, like, David and Rachel in a room having talk therapy, I would like that. But, like... Yeah. But I this don't one, like, all like the she's a rat. Now she's big. Now she's a rat. Now she's big. Now she's a rat. Now she's big. How much time has passed? She's a rat. Like, I was <laughs> just like, just, like, just decide. And it was it was too much lore stuff that didn't really make sense and mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. much like just like I didn't get what Cryek's plan was or what he's trying to prove and that's fine I guess I'm not supposed to but it was just too much too too much like I felt that they could just have Cryak do whatever and be like, mm-hmm. ha you mm-hmm. can't comprehend my plan. And it's like, yeah, maybe, or maybe your plan doesn't make sense. I don't know maybe what it is can. at this point, yeah. but working from this evidence, I have to go with it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, yeah. His plan, his ultimate goal is just for Jake to die, it seems at this point, which like is very confusing because he's always seemed to have this like relationship with Jake. Jake in like book, whatever when jake was yerked Mm -hmm. he saw cryak for the first time and so like i don't know what it is about their connection but it's only been since jake killed all the howlers with his love for cassie that cryak has really been like jake needs to die Mm -hmm. and i thought that the elemist and okay so like the elemist and cryak have some so we're probably we got to get to the elemist chronicles man i know i know i feel that's what i felt like going into this book i was like did i miss something but no it was just doing that thing where like rachel's been dreaming the whole time Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was very irritating but whatever i i feel that uh like cryak and the elemist have some sort of competition where the fate of the earth is relevant to who wins but now cryak's mm-hmm. like nope don't care about that just care about jake and yeah like, he even says like we both want to end the invasion we're just going about it different ways and i'm like but- so is he lying or is he like stretching like maybe when he says i just want to end the invasion like maybe here's Okay, I'm going to put... So the Yerks win. I'm going to put a pin in this till series theories because okay. now I'm starting to come up with something. But Ooh, interesting. check back with me. Mm-hmm. In any case, it was confusing in the moment and maybe this would be a good book on a reread, but I, I don't yeah. know. Reading it was a little disorienting. It was very, it was very confusing experience mm-hmm. because we do have layers of dreams. Yes. We have Rachel hallucinating and hearing voices we have a return of someone who we thought was dead, but then also his return was a lie and manipulated by Cryak. We have the Drode popping up. Cassie maybe is the Drode, maybe is really Cassie. I don't know. Like, time stuff is confusing. This was a very, like, high-concept book mm-hmm. that cannot be fully fleshed out in 148 pages. <laughs> like, Also, my, my trouble with this book was that, like you said, it sets up the, like, 
uh, it's a dream. It's all a dream, sort of thing. Mm-hmm, Very mm-hmm. like it's like she's sleeping and she has this dream and then she wakes up and then it's another dream. dream. And I was like, okay, if it's all dreams, I'm not gonna pay attention. <laughs> so then, exactly. like, I kind of wasn't paying attention when it got to the stuff that wasn't a dream. And I was like, because well, maybe- it does feel very dreamlike. It's yes. really like two hundred rats swarming out of Cassie's barn and and like, taking them both hostage in the lake. Like what? <laughs> Okay, because Cryak can do whatever and has no rules. No rules, just right, Cryak. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I also want to talk about, before we get into the book, this cover. Because this is the... It was disturbing. This is the worst cover of any Animorphs. I will it's go super on Rachel. That now. It's Rachel turning into Rachel, but with more muscles and Wolverine Clubs. nails. Yeah. Um, Weird choice when they had, like, other morphs in this book. Yeah. Uh, that they went with Rachel turning into Rachel. Pretty yeah. wild. But I also want to draw attention to the quote on this book, which infuriates me because it says, the sixth Animorph is back and he's not happy. I'm sorry, who? The sixth Animorph? Because yeah, we Axe? have six of them. The sixth yeah. one is Axe. If we're going by who joined when, the sixth one is Axe. The Axe sixth is not one is Axe. David was unlucky number seven. Yes. So get your Animorphs lore right. What are we doing? Very frustrating. But apparently there was a lot of editorial mistakes with yeah. this one. I did read, um, so Michael Grant, who is the husband of K.A. Applegate, um, was wrote a Twitter thread a while back talking about, like, how fast the turnaround was oh, okay. and, like, um, I guess essentially they were they were trying to push out like 14 books a year, which was absolutely wild. And um, the they would write very, very like loose outlines and they kind of let the ghostwriters just like whatever naturally they came up with. That was what was on. That was what was going in the book. So hmm. um, and I feel like they each got like I think it was like ten thousand dollars a book. Which is a lot, apparently, for ghostwriting. I don't have a frame of reference. I don't have a frame of reference either. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of money for a few months of work, though. Yeah, I mean, if they were happy with their compensation, then sounds good, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't this know. This was in 1999 bucks, yeah. so. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's interesting. I, I would really love mm-hmm. to sit down with I, I know we always say K.A. Applegate as like the author and use she to refer to her but it I believe is genuinely or generally she and accepted Michael. that Michael Grant and Catherine Applegate wrote these together mm-hmm. um, so you know not trying to diminish anybody but like no Mm-mm. we just kind of default to saying she That's instead of they. on the cover right K.A. Applegate is the the, the entity um, yeah. But yeah, I would love to sit down with either of them and just like talk about the process of writing these books. Cause... It sounds so stressful. Oh, for sure. <laughs> or any of the ghostwriters. I would love to hear like, did they oh, get, yeah. what were the guidelines they got? Especially like if you're coming in late in the series and which all the ghostwriters were coming in late in the series because it was mm-hmm. all, At, you know. Like halfway through book 26, right? Yeah. So 25 maybe. Having to come into a established series and like figure it out. It's not like babysitter's club or you know sweet valley well i guess sweet valley high did have a lot of like oh here's the thing they k.a applegate the the name for the couple were ghost writers for some sweet valley books oh yeah that i think i heard something about that on another podcast maybe mm-hmm. but yeah that that makes sense <laughs> weirdly because <laughs> i feel like uh, like sweet valley was very um 
if this is this a CW superhero show, Sweet Valley would mm-hmm. be like CW Riverdale, right? Okay, okay. Like I feel like is the kind of uh, equivalent <laughs> sort of thing. Of uh huh. It's the, the Gossip same... Girl, maybe to the Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the same mm-hmm. uh, family. It's just like very different cousins, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know why that makes sense to me, but it does. It does. It has the vibe. <laughs> well, let's get into this one. Yeah, I guess. Let's do it. Let's see if we can decipher what actually happened. Rachel's having bad dreams, guys. Um, first one. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna lie to you and say pretend it's not a dream. They were dreams. I clocked immediately that this was a dream because they were at a field trip to the White How House. How the fuck did they get and to the White House? And they live in San Francisco, so. <laughs> And also Marco was there, which Rachel mentions later, but I also did pick up on that. I was like, this is I did not. I was like, Marco wouldn't be on a school trip. He's supposed to be dead with his parents. Uh, Yes. So um, there's a tech on the White House. Tobias immediately dies. (laughs) He's just shot out of the air and dies. And Rachel ends up going into full berserker mode. Um, turns into a grizzly bear, fights the Secret Service, fights like kills a million Hork Bajiran taxons. And then as she's like bleeding out as a grizzly bear, attempts to challenge Jake for leadership of the Bandalites in like an alpha of the pack situation where they have to fight and whoever is stronger wins. Uh, Rachel loses because she is like half of a grizzly bear to a fully rested Siberian tiger. So no contest. She wakes up. She's like, wow, what a fucking weird dream. She goes to ta- talk to Cassie about her dreams and she can't find her. Only finds Marco Axe and Tobias, who seem to be judging Rachel for being super bloodthirsty. And she gets pissed at them and then flies toward a blinking red light on a radio tower and then wakes up because it's Inception. And at this point, I was like, it's all again. Well, I'm done with this. Book. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's the it, the last thing is going to be a dream, isn't it? But no, it was essentially a dream, but dressed up as it was cryo. it was another one of those because i think jake had one of these two where it was like it was all a dream but also it wasn't it was a cryo thing it's like okay but it doesn't matter to the plot of this series it's yeah <laughs> if it could all be undone like i really have some serious doubts about the involvement of viscer three minus two in this book but we'll get there when we get there <laughs> um the next day at school rachel's having a hard time concentrating um she has become slightly paranoid that everyone secretly hates her because she is the violent one um oh before all that though that morning her mom had made her like clean a dead rat out of a ra- out of a mouse trap and she starts thinking about good old david and what they had to do to him now here's what i thought was gonna be this book at this point mm-hmm. i thought mm-hmm. it was just gonna keep being dreams and dreams and dreams and this was basically mm-hmm. a recap episode of like every yes dream i thought was it was gonna just gonna be the be david like... is haunting me episode i thought it was literally like because it was like okay first one uh challenge for like rachel challenged jake for authority that's kind of recapping the like in the process of that horrendous book where she yes. did that <laughs> like in the process of her thinking about that dream later she's like oh remember that time when i did that and then like the and next now one, i've like, grown as a person yeah. and then it's like oh okay getting into like the violent thing and like we're getting into you know and then we get into like mm-hmm. the david thing like oh remember when david happened like i thought this was basically like the ember island players of avatar to animorphs you know um where it's just like i don't personally i know i know i'm sure others do it's like an episode where they go to see a play that is like recounting everything in the series so far going into Mm. the big battle so i I thought that was this sort of vibe of like 
this is just a clever way to remind children like everything that has happened in the series as we gear into it. But no, that didn't it didn't keep going with that. It stopped no, on this it one. Stuck, it stuck at David. <laughs> so if you don't remember, you haven't been listening that long or whatever. Um, the situation with David was he was a boy whose parents were killed by Yerks and he was kind of like I don't want to say he was bullied into becoming an anamorph, but I think David is correct when he says he was bullied into being an anamorph. And um, he doesn't adapt very well, probably because of all of the horrific things that have just happened to him and all the revelations. Also, maybe because he's a little bit of a sociopath. I was going to say, and you're being very kind to David at this recap. I am. I am. He does. He is. He is one of those. I want to kill animals and play with the dead bodies sort of sort of kid. Um, and, um, the only way that the Andalites, Bandalites, the only way the Animorphs can think of to stop David is to force him to remain in a rat morph for two hours and then leave him on an island of rats (laughs) off the coast. Leave him on rat island. (laughs) And, um, Rachel was kind of, she kind of struggled with this decision that they came to even though it was like it was cassie's idea so rachel just like she straight up threatened to kill david and then felt bad about it but then cassie came up with this plan but made rachel execute it and so rachel is kind of thinking about all of these emotions surrounding that and like oh it's unfair that david's targeting me and it was cassie's fault blah blah blah, blah. whatever we get to school she is looking rough excuse to go to the nurse's office because Rachel's beautiful. She's not supposed to look tired. <laughs> she goes to the nurse's office or she's out in the hallway, just like walking the halls. And she begins hearing voices telling her things like, you should be the leader and kill Jake. Uh, <laughs> and she's seeing this red light again, the red light. Um, and so she's like, fuck it. Decides to skip school. goes to the mall. After school, heads to Cassie's barn. Cassie Runs out of the barn with so many rats chasing her. Hundreds of rats. At this point, I'm like, again, this is a dream. But when did, when did Rachel fall asleep? I don't know. They they jump into a nearby pond thinking the rats surely will let go because I, I'm i going to go underwater and I have bigger lungs than the rats. So surely the rats will let go when they start to run out of air. Um, but it doesn't work that way. They're captured by rats. <laughs> we... But it kind of like happens captured a little by bit rats. like fade to black. <laughs> captured yeah. by rats does sound like the like 18th book in a really shitty like shifter romance novel series. Oh my right? god, yes, it's these big old were rats. <laughs> <laughs> like the author is very clearly run out of ideas. Uh-huh. I don't know, she's and captured by were rats, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. And she, maybe she'll fall in love with one of them. She Add that to her collection of shifters that she keeps in her house. One of them being a teenage boy. Oh, no. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, oh, Anita. <laughs> Anita. Anita. Rachel Rachel wakes up in a sewer dungeon in a tiny little box. She's got like hair, air holes and enough room to be like crouched down in it, but she can't do much else. And I think, like, the air holes are coated in insecticide, which yes. I was like, just become a cockroach because those fuckers, they can live through a little bit of insecticide. I've seen it with mine own two eyes trying to kill a cockroach. 
Go to spray them. Like I was 10 over here times. like looking up how does insecticide work because I was like, don't they have to eat it? But I guess no. Like there's just in- like on contact insecticide, which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So learn something. Yeah. New. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes a while for cockroaches to be affected because cockroaches are terrible. Yeah. And remember that book where like Marco got fully killed as a cockroach, but it was fine because he had two hearts. He's a cockroach. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I just feel become like... a fucking cockroach, Rachel. But no. David. David the white rat is there with two human lackeys. And he's like, ha ha, Rachel, this is no longer a nightmare. This is real life. It's like, Rachel, you should clue into that. Like, how does David know about your nightmares? <laughs> See, I didn't clue into that until right now, though. <laughs> how does he know what you're dreaming, Rachel? He's a little rat. <laughs> He's just a little rat boy. He's just a cute little fuzzy white rat. Put some red pants on him. He'll be adorable. <laughs> Beloved by children everywhere. David... <laughs> David is like, I want revenge for the life you've made me lead. I want you to be a rat with me forever. We'll be together forever. It was like a weird, like, it's like a like where where a serial killer tries to be romantic situation, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm. you shall be my rat queen, Rachel. Yes, we'll rule together. He's like, I would have taken Cassie, but she was the only one that was nice to me, so I've taken you instead. Which did make it like a very uh uh romancy thing right because it's like okay did you not consider any of the boys no because it's a weird romancy thing okay exactly. got it like i felt Axe like it was also there watching you yeah i feel like Jake it was, was like leader. two steps away from just outright saying that he was like basically forcing her to become his rat wife mm-hmm. and it's like and eh, we can't say one. we can't say that in a children's book because of the implications like <laughs> we all know though we all know we, all, we got it <laughs> So his plan is to if make Rachel. If he and Rachel had rat babies, with uh-huh. those babies, they wouldn't have the intellect of humans, right? They would just be rats. I feel like they'd just be normal rats. Yeah. Fucked up. Here's the other thing, though. Didn't they all morph the same rat, or did they morph different rats? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> they I can't might not remember. Be able to have rat babies if they mm, morph the same rat. That's a good point. <laughs> um, but David's like, I want you to morph a rat and stay that way for more than two hours so that you become like me. He tells a story of how he escaped the island they left him on. So, like, he's like, I made some really smart rat friends. And then we, like, palled around for a while. And a boat finally came to the island. And we hit on the boat and came to the mainland. And then I developed a rat army. And we stole money from banks because rats can get in anywhere. And I have $200,000 and two human lackeys. That I pay with the money I stole. With the money I steal one bill at a time out of banks. So very shortly after this, I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but Cryak Um, shows up and is like, basically it is revealed that some of that is not true, specifically the part with the rats. Yes. But it seems like the bank part is true, right? Yeah. Yeah. He has two humans that he pays to work with him. So So like, here's my thing is... If you've ever seen a bank vault, there's no way a rat is getting into a bank vault, first of all. <laughs> Just stealing. Ste- How long would that? Because it, it would be $100 bills, right? I yeah. would assume. And he said it's taken him like a couple months. He's amassed $200,000. I I guess you could steal a pack of hundreds because like, if you steal $2,000, it's only $20, $200 bills. And they come wrapped up in that little purple yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. So that's feasible. You could do that. 
You cannot. You First of all, though, you cannot because there are so many, maybe this was different in the year 2000, but there are so many different like fail safes and the vault itself is made out of like the thickest, hardest material. There's no way for a rat to chew their way into that. So I'm just questioning the amount of time it would take because mm. at getting a pack of 2000 even that I guess that's a little more feasible because then you could do because I was thinking he was going one bill at a time which I think is what this implies it seems to imply that yeah but I don't know how he's doing that seems it wouldn't like because that would be what 2000 some trips to to no that would be yeah 2000 some is that right for a hundred dollar bill if he's got 200 oh yeah 100 times It'd be 2,000 some trips, right? For Sure. <laughs> I mean, the math sounds correct to me. I can be tricked into thinking that. 200, move the decimal place to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to feel real stupid if I'm wrong on this. but it's Math like, experts, don't write in. <laughs> don't tell me. I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> but I, I just don't think that would be, because now I'm going to have to do more math, that would take so many trips a day 2000 mm-hmm. divided by 365 hold on well, not even that it's like divided by like 90 let's say be generous okay. Uh, okay so 20 about 20 trips a little over 20 trips a day there can't possibly be that many banks that have <laughs> enough like security uh slip-ups to allow a rat to go in and steal hundred dollar bills it just seems un- well. I guess then if it yeah, was- maybe if the rat got into the ATM and just started pulling twenties out of the mm. ATM, I could see that. I have had wasps live inside of an ATM, so surely a rat could do it. I don't know. Rats are canonically bigger than wasps. A little, yeah. You're right. They are. They have an easier time of like getting into things, though. I don't know. I don't know. ATM ATMs plastic. Plasticky. ATM experts, let us know. Yeah. Can a rat get all up I, in there? I've had to refill one, and there's definitely been bugs in it when I'm going to uh-huh. refill it. We feel like a rat with a human intelligence. Could do yeah. it. Could do it, yeah. All right. I don't know. <laughs> At some point, I feel like a rat would get an ATM card, would watch what someone's pin was, and then just withdraw the money, but I don't know. I feel like that's more far-fetched almost. Cause that's, there's a lot of debit cards they'd have to snatch. Yeah, they would have to get that specific person's debit card after they've used the debit card, right? Like they, Yeah. It's not yeah. like they can just pick up any debit card because they have to get And then it. just start punching in numbers. So they got they to gotta watch a person, <laughs> memorize their pin, and then follow them around hoping that they drop their debit card at some point. Yeah, yeah. Which if true. it was me, yeah, that would work pretty well for you. But if it was a normal person, no, you'd have some trouble. <laughs> so David is living this unbelievable life. <laughs> And now he has a rat army. And Rachel is like, no, I would rather die than become a rat forever like you. And David said, "You." he drops this line. I was like, damn, you stopped being human long ago, Rachel. No human could have done what you did to me. I wasn't evil, Rachel, just troubled. Now it's my turn. I said you'd pay. Today's the day. Okay. And- so, yes, that is a hard line. I will agree. But... <laughs> It's also bullshit because he was evil. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He really, was a bad boy. They, they're they really trying to like rewrite this to give this moral ambiguity. And the whole like, no, he was going to 
caused the entire human race to die. He was yeah. He was a security risk. They cannot fully, have around anymore. He fully tried to kill Tobias. Like fuck this dude. Like, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. are we doing? What are we talking about? Get rid of him. <laughs> He's over here being like, oh, woe is me. I was just a poor, troubled boy. You were mean to me. It's like, nah, dude. Like, You don't get a pass on trying to murder someone because they were mean to you. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> David did everything oh, wrong. God. Hashtag David did everything wrong. <laughs> David, yeah, he was a bad egg. But then he reveals that he has also captured Cassie, who he said he was too nice to, to punish. But he's captured her. And is going and he just to turn into a rat, kill her too. or I will kill Cassie. Which you know, every non-evil person. Yes, yes, precisely. <laughs> <laughs> just really playing fast and loose here, David, with your own morals and if you have them or not. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Rachel does that. She decides to uh, <laughs> she decides to morph into a rat, and then. She's that way for a while. David tries to get her to eat some rotten food and mold because it's gross. And he's like, this is what you're going to have to get used to. And she's like, no, I'm not going to eat it. Then he tells her how he's going to take over the human race, um, thereby also eliminating the yerk threat. But, like, he wants to basically bring back the bubonic plague as if we didn't have a cure for it. Or something similar. This is such a wild plan. Absolutely. He's like, we are rats. You know what? Rats are good at carrying plagues. I'm going to plague the human race to eliminate enough of them that the Yerks will no longer want humans. Um, And then we will rule over this planet of plagued people and kill Jake. He'll be fine. So here comes my next question about all of this. Uh And I think this does get brought up in the book that like rats have short lifespans. Yeah. Yeah. Rats have short lifespans. So uh, obviously this is a dumb bad plan because like How why are you doing any of this when clearly if i was david you know what i would be focused on in my <laughs> evil machinations is getting the fucking morphin cube back buddy like yes what are you doing what oh is my this bubonic plague bullshit get the morphin cube back at least become something that has a lifespan longer than the next few months left truly but i also have the question of continuing to examine far too far how much morphing works if you are a human trapped in a rat's body and you are aging. Do you think that like your brain ages at the rate of rats would age? Or do you think that it like, would he still feel that he is the same, basically the same age as when he was trapped? Or would he be like, I have lived up so, so much of my rat life. Like I am ancient amongst the rats and feel like he was old. Does this make sense? Sorry. Wait, say it no. again. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> my mind so turned do off. Do you think if you are an ana an a morph trapped anothlet? Yes. Uh-huh. Does your perception of age remain mm, that of a human yes, or, or that of the animal feel... that you take on? Because yeah, like yeah. would he feel like if he lives for the next two years, would he be like, I have lived a full, life. a full life as a rat. Yeah. I have lived my time. I am ancient and will die now. Or do you think he'd be like, I am dying at 17. This is so unfair. <laughs> I probably, I think the latter, mm-hmm. um, simply because I feel like, 
with a human intelligence, you would know the passage of time. But yeah. also, I feel like it would be like, finally, my two years of a rat are up and I'm dying. <laughs> Please leave me. Let me leave. Let me shuffle off this mortal coil. <laughs> but would the like physical effects of aging, which you would be feeling in your rat body, affect your like how you perceive things? You know, because like mm-hmm. if you're a geriatric mm-hmm. rat, you're going to have like arthritis and yeah. like your fur do is going to start falling out. the passage of time? Do they, do they, we haven't really talked about that, have we, with, with the bandalites, how they're. <laughs> I like how you phrase that, like that would be an nor- all normal thing mm-hmm. to talk about. But yeah, yeah, I get you. We we haven't talked about, we know, we know certain animals that have no perception of the passage of time. Right. Like dogs. Right. So I guess maybe if you let the animal mind take over, like maybe if David said like, fuck it, I'm out and just let the rat brain take over that at the end of that two years, he would be happy. But if he stayed consistently in the forefront of the animal mind. Just something I I think about. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It keeps me up at night. It does. It does. It's a lot like the um, the Helmicron book where they got all tiny, and I was like really fixated on how oxygen molecules would work. Uh huh. Uh huh. And red blood cells and shit. That was how my brain was going for most of this book, where I was just like, yeah, but like, does David feel like he's a full adult now because he's lived a few months as a rat? Like, what's does he? Is it weird that he's sexually harassing a teenager now? Like, it wouldn't. It's not so weird if he still thinks of himself. Yeah, because he's like a rat adult, but he's not a human adult. Right, right. Weird. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe we should. I feel like with Tobias being a hawk, maybe this is a conversation we could we should have had by now. Yeah, because like, how does Tobias? How would Tobias? What would Tobias say his age is? <laughs> yes. Like, is I, he still the thirteen-year-old he was when he first right became a Nothleth? Is or he is the, he the age? Of, maybe this is why Tobias has so many weird old dude things. Maybe the hawk mm. body that he's stuck in was an adult hawk. So he's mm. like, that's why he's always like, she will be a beautiful woman. Yeah. He says weird things that your grandfather would say about you. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Tobias did lose track and almost forgot when his birthday was. Mm. remember in that episode yeah yeah where the lawyer came and it was actually this or three <laughs> or whatever <laughs> that whole situation was yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so points to points to david feeling like he's lived a long fulfilling life as a I rat think really david's doing fine <laughs> and maybe tobias doesn't know how old he's supposed to be anymore yeah like surely he notices the anamorphs aging because his girlfriend Rachel is getting hotter as every day goes by, probably. <laughs> but also he doesn't notice such things because he has the instincts of a bird now and That's really, true. I mean... All he can do is stare intently at her with his hawk eyes. <laughs> Hope she leaves out some dead rats for him. The truest sign of love. Oh my god. So this point, Rachel notices the red light again, um, and she's like, "Oh, but the red light is actually an eye, and we all know who the red eye is. It's Craig, yeah." So she's like, "This is at the point where she's like, yeah, that's bullshit. Everything you said was a lie, David. Like rats can't do shit. 
you've said you've done and david's like no <laughs> shut up you don't know anything there was a weird moment in this where she's like the rats can't swim and david was like well some of them can i'm like why what david like, being like well actually some of them can which makes me think again this might be like that internet age thing of like maybe they said something about like rats can't swim when in the david trilogy mm. and someone was on some message board being like actually i looked on Encarta. Uh, Rachel then looks over to where Cassie's being held captive and suddenly it's no longer Cassie it's the drone what ah it's been revealed that David has been working for Cryak this whole time and everything he has been accomplished has been because of Cryak so did Cryak give him the money <laughs> I, I just don't I understand don't like how how involved was Cryak? Did Cryak literally just pick up David and plop him down in the sewer dungeon and was yeah. like, well, here's Rachel for you? Did he just pick up a couple of hired goons and like implant the idea that there is mm-hmm. money in their minds so that they think, because that becomes important, that they think that David has money. Yes. And I, I do not believe that Cryak was playing the long game here where he's like, I will, I will help David six months ago become friends with other rats so they can all get on a boat yes, and I think come to the mainland the like, other don't. rats are almost certainly not real right like they're I all don't, cryak they're all cryak but the okay, hired okay. goons seem to be actual non-cryak people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they had to have been hired with money so either cryak gave david a bunch of money which <laughs> seems wild or the bank thing did happen, which also seems wild. Maybe Cryak gave him the keys to the bank. But he's a I don't rat. Know. I'm just, I'm just. This isn't fucking Ratatouille. <laughs> it might be. You don't know what what David is doing with these two human lackeys. He could be doing a full on grab their hair to make them move around situation. But then they also would not have been allowed in the bank because they were. They were not this is true. bank employees. <laughs> but if they are the type of people who are like, this rat is speaking to us, so we have to worship and work for him, then like, maybe they would go into a bank and but try they to weren't. steal but the money. But monies. no, because they weren't, because they were fully motivated by money. That's true. that comes that up later. True. So he had David to have the money. David was mean to them. Right. So he had to have the money before he met them, because mm. otherwise they wouldn't be like, if it was like a, I'm gonna go with him stealing money was a lie. I think Cryak's bankrolling him. <laughs> Wild. Uh, yeah. Which Cryak. The point of like what can Cryak do and not do? It's like okay, so Cryak can become a million rats or make it seem like there are a million rats kidnapping them, or is rats kidnapping them? I don't know. Maybe he's just controlling the rats. Unclear. Somehow Cryak was the rats or did the rats. Whatever. But he can't be the people. Why were the people even necessary? I don't know. Except to do things. Why couldn't he just pretend to be a person and then they don't need to hire like outside help. He could just pretend that he's a person until it's time for the big reveal. Right. Like why mm-hmm. does why can he only be an eyeball or a light like he can he can affect because re- he's like I affect. But, yeah. Reality. How does he. I'm like, okay, so you affect reality Does he just get the droad to do it? Right. Like, just make the droad pretend to be a person. Why are you outsourcing? I don't understand. Just make the droad be David. The fuck are you doing? What is all of this? What is any of this? But if he can, he can make the light look like other things, but he cannot make it look like not a red 
light, right? Like, yes, so I'm like, yeah. So that's his only weakness is he's so just a red light. <laughs> some sort of limitations here, but I don't understand what they are. And I don't understand why you could summon an army of rats, apparently, and get David off of the island, I guess. But you can't do the job that the the hired goons were hired for why did you need them why did you let so much rest on humans like (laughs) that is always always a mistake why did you let so much rest on capitalism i don't understand oh my god (laughs) cryak tells rachel that he wants her to unlock her potential um and he's like, allow me to turn you into this massive being that I have very cleverly deemed Super Rachel <laughs> that can morph into absolutely anything your mind can come up with. Like, literally, just whatever you want to be, that's what you can be. And you're also giant. You're tall. You're so massively tall, muscular. You are Super Rachel. Then, like, Rachel, like, fucking spends time. She spends some time as Super Rachel. And there's a lot of bouncing between the rat and the Super Rachel form. It's like, Cryak taunts her and is like, join me, bitch, or else you're going to be a rat forever. You aren't, don't you feel helpless? <laughs> let me give you this taste of power. But now you're a stupid rat again. All I have to do is kill Jake. And I'll let you stay this way. <laughs> Whatever. So when she was Super Rachel, six times. why doesn't she, why does she si- not simply eat the others? I don't under, again. I don't understand either. Why don't you say, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this is the next part. Yes. To your point. Cryak teleports Visser 3 minus 2 to wherever they are. And it's like, yo, I, and Cryak is like, hi, have you ever heard of me? And Visser 3 is immediately like submissive. Like, yes, oh my gosh, Cryak, I love you. So nice to meet you. I love your work. Yes, and Greg says, okay, now fight to the death so I can prove to Rachel that I can help her defeat the Yerks with these powers. Why doesn't, at this point, Rachel just say, yeah, I'll go along with this, but because I am now super Rachel, I'm going to kill the Yerks and not Jake. Like, what are you going to do about it, Cryak? <laughs> Turn her back into a rat, presumably, but... Which she can then unmorph out of. <laughs> I, I, I feel that... It's like, oh, she, he, she is allowed to be super Rachel as long as he allows it, right? I yeah, think yeah. Kind of thing. But yes, definitely, at least get away from the current situation. Just yes, like, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm on my way to kill Jake, I promise. It's just taking a while to set it up, right? I'm like, definitely going to go kill Jake, and then he can turn you back into a rat, and then you will be a rat presumably somewhere not in a box, and then you can just morph back to normal. Like, I yeah, don't... Yeah. I don't, I guess, I guess maybe he can just like snap his fingers and put her back in the box as a rat. But then why was any of the David stuff necessary? Yes. Why did we have to trick her here with nightmares and rats? Just I don't put her in the box. Just put her in a, a box. Rat. What just are force the her to be a rat. Like why even fuck around with morphing technology? Just force her to be a rat. The, if just, that's your powers. Right. If your powers is you can change reality to bend to your whim. Why are you doing the morphing shit to the two hour time limit thing? Just be like, poof, you're a rat. Poof, you're not a rat. Look yes. at my powers. Kill your cousin. Yeah. You can't touch me. I'm just a, I'm just a light. <laughs> I'm an eyeball that sometimes is a light and sometimes <laughs> is an eyeball, but always is red. Oh, my God. Definitely not a reference to Lord of the Rings, I promise you. No, not even a little bit. For some reason, Visser 3 minus 2 doesn't think it's weird that he's just fighting a giant teenage girl all of a sudden. So, like, I think this is fake. I don't think he's here. She I don't makes, think he's here. She makes some bullshit explanation of, like, he couldn't understand that I was a person because I was just too big. Like, no, he can totally see that he spent so much time with humans now. He can just tell when a human is a human just really big, though. 
Like, he doesn't think you're a new alien species, Rachel. <laughs> this looks like a big old human. All I see is a pant leg. What could this what be? What could it be? I don't have any context for jeans. God. So they do like a stupid morph fight. Obviously, Rachel wins because she can morph into things that aren't even things. She can she's morph about into to- a plant. Why don't they? Why wasn't that the cover of this book? Yes, Why wasn't honestly. That the cover of this book? How much better would that have been if it was a picture of Rachel morphing into like a house plant? Amazing. Oh, a Venus flytrap. So good. Oh my God. She's about to go in for the kill. But then she's like, oh, wait, why am I doing what Cryhack wants? Like, he's just a bad guy trying to tempt me with power. Super Rachel fucking sucks. Everyone's going to hate her. She's such a villain. So she doesn't kill the Visser. And Cryhack is like, well, back to the cube with you. You're a rat. And then he disappears. Dave that was the like, end of my plan. I don't yep. know what I was hoping to accomplish at all. <laughs> Foiled again by a teenager. I am an omnipotent, omniscient being. Just turn Jake into a rat. What are the rules? <laughs> just turn everyone into rats, Cryak. What are you going to do? Elmas is so hands-off. If you just turned everyone into a rat. I'm sure that there is some sort of like, because I think we've even said that like there's some rule in the game they're playing. Yeah, but about he's the bad guy. Not, no, he's right. not following the rules. But about non-interference. But how is this? Wh- at what point is it interference? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> yeah, this seems pretty direct to me where you are literally saying, Rachel, work with me. <laughs> Rachel, I will give you superpowers better than any Rachel, other superpowers I'll if you kill you your cousin. Super Rachel. I Please. Just, I can't. Kill the man that killed my howlers with love. <laughs> My kisses. David is there. He's like, wow, I can't believe you fucked that up. Crack's never going to give you a second chance. Um, And then Rachel escapes from her cube by tricking the human lackeys. She's like, hey, if you let me out, I'll, pay I'll, you become, more. I'll become a different morph so I can sniff out the money or whatever. I don't remember. It's she stupid. says, she says, let me out because there, he, she's like, where's the money? Or he, she's like, wouldn't you guys just want the money and not have to deal with David anymore? And David's like, yeah, but I hid it somewhere. No human can find it. She's like, right, but I'm not a human. I'm a rat. And yes. let me out so I can demorph. And they're like, okay, cool. But then you have to morph back to rat. And then she gets out and she's like, I'm going to demorph to something that's even better at smelling. <laughs> and they are just so dumb that they're like, cool, sounds good. Okay. She morphs into a fucking grizzly bear and eats them, which is yes. what she should have done originally. I don't under Ugh, whatever. I don't. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, she's trapped in this little box, and she's like, if I morph into something bigger than a rat, it's going to kill me. I'm like, why don't you just morph into your fucking elephant? I don't think an elephant... I think the elephant will kill the box before the box kills you. Yeah. Agreed. Unless that (laughs) box is made of some, like... Elephant-proof. Elephant-proof bullshit. (laughs) Rachel rescues Cassie, and then I guess who is really there. It's not just the droad. Then she goes to chase down David and his human... No, the human lackeys are dead. She goes to chase down David. Because they can't leave him alive at this point. Because what if he goes to the Yerks? Yada, yada, yada. Also, okay, hold up. So she has to morph into a rat. And they keep her in the same box, right? Do they put her mm-hmm. in a different box? So it is a human-sized box. So she could just demorph to human. Yes, that's why I was like, I don't know why she's staying as human. Or staying as a rat here in this last few moments. Because I mean, she I, was originally a human in that box. I guess to protect Cassie. But then it's like, you, that point, you could just be like, oops, sorry, I panicked. Oh my gosh, sorry, I'll go back to being a rat and we'll start over. Yeah. You know? They already gave Cassie the air hole. So like, just, <laughs> just demorph, dude. Ugh. I don't know. Cassie's like, no, don't go after David. You can't do that. I can't kill him. And Rachel's like, yeah, I'm not sure I can. So you want to do it? 
And Cassie's like, oh, uh, well, I have plans. <laughs> and Rachel's like, that's what I fucking thought. And she goes to hunt David down. Um, basically, like, this to me, I felt really explained and helped me, like, vocalize why I just dislike Cassie so much mm. is because there is this level of hypocrisy here. Basically, Rachel's been feeling a lot of anger towards the other Bandalites because they know they need Rachel to do their dirty work. But then they turn around and condemn her for doing it in the same breath. So, like, Rachel comes to this conclusion that the fact that she has been protecting her friends and being the bad guy for them helps them retain their innocence. And if she if she's acting like the bad guy, they can be the good guys and her association with them makes her the good guy, too. Which is, like, fucked up realization to come to, um, but... <laughs> That's what Rachel lands on. And I'm like, yes, Rachel, that's correct. Because Cassie this whole time has been doing shit, suggesting shit. And then when you follow through with that shit, it's been like, oh, no, we cannot. So like, yes, team Rachel. Rachel's the best. That was that was the redeeming quality of this book for me. <laughs> um, and anyway, Rachel catches up to David and he's like, please do the right thing and kill me. Rachel, be kind and kill me. Um, I can't live like this. And Rachel cries because she doesn't want to, but no, she probably should. And seems to be waffling between these decisions on the bookends without telling us what Rachel chose to do. Which I did like the ending of this book. Yes. That was the one redeeming quality for me was that the ending was like hardcore. I, um, I agree. Yes. She definitely killed David, right? I can't, I, I can't imagine she wouldn't. Must Because she's like sobbing and she's like, I know I have to do this. And she's just come Fate to this realization. Left. If David's in the next fucking book, David comes back in the Avengers style <laughs> matchup at the end. So fucking mad. What is a rat going to do? Just fucking kill him. I, he's going to use his big rat brain to do nothing. Um, to do absolutely nothing except make people sick. So maybe break into a bank. Oh my God. So dumb. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I thought this was just too much, too much stuff being thrown at the wall and, kind of hand waving how it doesn't really make sense like yeah but um there, this the whole just like i'm big i'm small i'm big i'm small i'm like you've lost me i don't i don't care <laughs> stick no with one care about your size rachel yes so morbid moment um probably the ending where, mm. where david is begging for death same same <laughs> And Rachel, after being all hard with Cassie, does have her, like, mental breakdown in front of David. She's, like, holding him up to her face, too. And she's like, please, just stay alive. Like, you can stay with us. Like, we'll take care of you. And David's like, no, I can't. This is stupid. Just kill me. I'm a human in a rat body. Do the damn thing. (laughs) Yikes. Sad. Very sad. Who's your most valuable morph? I mean, Rachel. It's got to be. She's the only one in the book, right? Yes. Yeah. Cassie was Cassie only just kind of there. around. <laughs> I don't know, man. I <laughs> would give a shout out to Marco for being most valuable in me feeling smart for figuring out that it had to be a dream because there Marco was there, but that yes. wasn't really Marco's doing. So <laughs> <laughs> it was you. You were the most valuable yes, morph this whole I was time. The most valuable morph all along. <laughs> Uh, what are your series theories then? You said you had one yes, brewing, right? Yes, but now I've forgotten it entirely. No! <laughs> so give me a second. Um, I think that Cryak... Okay, so we were talking about like the the invasion and him wanting the invasion to be over, yes, right? Yes, yes, I think that wasn't a lie. That was like some genie speak, you know? Like in mm-hmm. those sort of like 
cautionary tales where it's like if you're not very careful what you wish for monkey's paw yeah all that sort of stuff i think that like his ultimate goal and this might have already been confirmed but this is just me saying what i think this means in this context it is not for the yerks to win it is for everybody to die right oh yeah like so a complete I, wipe yes i think that's what he's going for that he, his his goal that like i think what is maybe going to be revealed is that there is no way for the yerks to actually win and mm-hmm. it is merely a a uh case of will the the humans have mercy on them i think mm. if that if we get to that point at the end of this book series of like what is what are Elemis and the Cryak doing? I don't think it's like I don't think they're betting on the Yerks versus the humans. I think they're betting on what the humans will do. Okay, yeah, I like that. I like that. Like Cryak is kind of like a representative of like a nothingness, a void, yeah, situation. And, like, and Elemis is like life is good. Yeah, and he's like humans will be will be shitheads. And I think mm-hmm. the Elemist is like, no. And maybe it won't be like letting the Yerks live, but I think it's something like that of like it there because it, it feels like they've been talking about this like competition, this bet. And like we've kind of assumed that it's like they're betting on teams, but I don't think mm-hmm. that's what it is. I think they're betting on actions. That would make more sense. Yeah. Because yeah. it has to be like bigger picture than what we're realizing with people who can literally make anything happen. Right. Because that could just be why he wants Rachel to kill Jake. Maybe he's not as concerned about getting rid of Jake. Maybe he just wants to prove that humans are bad by having Rachel. Yes, get rid of Rachel's moral compass. Yes. So, like, maybe he's not that obsessed with Jake. Or maybe he is, but it's like. He's really sad about his howlers. Yeah. (laughs) But he's like, his gambit is not, I want to kill Jake because Jake is the linchpin from protecting the earth Mm -hmm. to falling to the. I want the Vandalites to lose hope. Exactly. I think that's kind of more the thing. Mm -hmm. I would love that. I I can't wait to read the Elements Chronicles. God. I'm so excited for it. But we do have a little while before that happens. Um, But let's talk about what's coming up next because we've got some exciting stuff on the horizon. All Uh, right. So next week we are going to be wrapping up uh, both our prehistoric unit and our time slip romance unit uh, with a special bonus book, um, Transcendence by Shay Savage. Yeah, guys. Woo. Bet you didn't expect that one. No, they did because we'll have introed this last time. Bet you expected that one. <laughs> and then the week after that, it is our 150th episode. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, so we are going to not be having a typical Morph Monday. It will still be Animorphs related, but it's going to be a special treat. Enjoy it. <laughs> In the meantime. If you have your own Animorph series theories that you would like to chat about us with, you can tweet at us at ShuffleWareCast or email us, ShuffleWareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Don't want to miss out on our surprise 150th episode. You do. That's kind of mean, but whatever. You do you. You do you. (laughs) If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of K.A. Applegate, One was tall and skinny. He wore dirty torn jeans and a black t-shirt. 
there was a tattoo of a rat on his right cheek. So do you think that tattoo was before he met David? Or was <laughs> David brands his followers? Oh like, my what's God. Up? What's up? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> You know, I was really working on uh, trying to make um, sweet dreams are made of this work for an mm. intro for a very long time, and it just would not 